On today's Locked On Islanders podcast, Matthew Barzal comes up big for Canada. We look at J.G. Pajot's season and future with the Islanders. And one player that's rumored the Islanders may be interested in, but probably nothing's going to come of it. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Yes, we made it to Friday. So glad you could be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a subject you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout the offseason, draft previews, trade rumors, free agency, everything that happens between now and the start of training camp in September. So stick with us throughout the offseason right here on Locked On Islanders. Some Good news for the Islanders uh, coming from the World Championships, and that is that Matthew Barzal came up big for Team Canada in their game against Sweden on Thursday. Barzal turning 25, and he was our Islanders' birthday of the day a day ago. Barzi got the game-tying goal. In the quarterfinal match at the IIHF World Championships between Canada and Sweden, Canada ends up winning the game 4-3 in OT, and they will now take on Chechia in the semifinals. Now, Barzal had two assists coming into this game and really didn't do a lot, but with Canada down 3-2 and time running out, Less than two minutes left, Coach Claude Julien pulls his goalie, goes for the extra attacker, and Barzal makes a backhanded wrist shot that ends up beating Linus Olmark and ties the game with just a minute 23 left in regulation. That sends it to overtime, and William Nylander uh, 
of Sweden takes a tripping penalty just 25 seconds into the extra session. That gives Canada a power play. And basically, Barzal then makes a beautiful pass, sets up Drake Batherson of Ottawa, who makes the one-timer and ends the game. So for Batherson, it's his third of the tournament. But for Barzal, the game-tying goal and then assisting on the game-winning goal. And Barzi was named Canada's player of the game. So congratulations to Matthew Barzal. And it's good to see Barzi playing well in the World Championships. And, you know, you got to get the feeling that on the larger rink that you see in the Olympics, in Europe, and, and, and in the World Championships, if you're playing on the larger rink, then uh, realistically, that's going to benefit a player like Matthew Barzal, who just has such great skating ability. And, you know, when the rink is a little wider and he has a little more room to maneuver and isn't against the boards as quickly, that helps make Matthew Barzal that much more dangerous. So Canada into the semifinal round in large part due to a tying goal and an assist on the winning overtime goal by Islanders forward Matthew Barzal. So congratulations to Barzi for that. Wanted to briefly touch on another player that I've heard rumors about that the Islanders, you know, they're looking for that offensive dynamo and, and one player that I saw mentioned in a couple of places was Patrick Kane of the Chicago Blackhawks. And I'll tell you, Kane, yeah, okay, he's 33, he'll be 34 in November, but he isn't showing very many signs of slowing down. He had 92 points in 78 games this week. Uh, this year, rather. 66 of them assists, but still 26 goals is solid. He had 33 goals in 70 games just a couple of years ago. Uh, certainly a dynamo on the power play. Nine of his 26 goals came there, and 22 of his 66 assists. He could help in that respect. The age thing is a little bit of a concern. He is a three-time Stanley Cup winner has won a Conn Smythe Trophy, an Art Ross Trophy, a Hart Trophy. This guy is going into the Hall of Fame, okay? There's no question about that. But the two reasons I think, well, three reasons I think he would not be a great fit for the Islanders, even though he clearly adds leadership, he adds experience, he adds offensive, uh, you know, abilities and, and helps the power play. Number one is age. You know he's going to slow down at some point in the not-too-distant future. And if it starts a little sooner rather than a little later, that's not necessarily a good thing. Number two, which is a little more substantive, Patrick Kane, yeah, he could still put in, let's say, 25 to 30 goals a year. But he is a better passer than he is a scorer. So, at least at this stage in his career, so... If you're looking for someone to put on a line with Matthew Barzal, Patrick Kane may not be the guy. His skill set, while it's a little different than Barzi, 
the passing aspect of it rather than the shooting aspect of it, I think has something to do with it. Now, he did take 287 shots in 78 games, which is a pretty impressive number. Uh, you know, that's almost four shots a game. That benefits the Islanders, but to only have a 9.1 shooting percentage and 26 goals from those 287 shots, uh, a little bit of a hesitation there. Again, the passing being even better than the shooting. But to me, the bigger aspect of it is this. You have a 33, almost 34-year-old forward who has a cap hit of $10.5 million. And yeah, the Blackhawks are rebuilding and they may be looking to move on from Kane, even though they probably would, it would be a PR disaster for that team. But they would have to absorb at least part of that cap hit or the Islanders really couldn't afford to add $10.5 million to their payroll without really, you know, having to let go of some other players. So that's why, I, you know, those are the reasons I think the Kane rumor is not going to come to fruition. Would it be exciting to add him? Yes. Would it be uh, beneficial in some ways? Yes. Would he be a good fit leadership-wise, experience-wise? He'll play that two-way game, sure, but with the cap hit, his style of play, and just the fact that he probably wouldn't help Matthew Barzal as much as some other players who have been rumored to be acquired by the Islanders, uh, I don't think Kane is coming here. And, and the big, biggest reason of those three by far is the cap hit. We've got a lot more to discuss on today's show. J.G. Pajot, everybody's favorite third-line center. What was his season like? What is his future like with the Islanders? We'll talk about that and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I hate taking so many different vitamins and pills, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Well, look, I've been on it for eight weeks now, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a kind of mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. And look, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens that'll help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat Keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com 
slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Right now, we're going to continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders roster. Today, J.G. Pajot, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, uh, Playing right now in his second full season with the Islanders, his third playoff, well, his third partial season with the Islanders. He was acquired at the trade deadline in 2019-2020. And this year, a little a little bit of a disappointment, I would say. Uh, in 77 games, Pajot with 18 goals, 21 assists for 39 points. He was even at plus-minus and had 30 Penalty minutes. The thing about J.G. Pajot that the Islanders coaching staff loves and that I really like is his versatility. He averaged 17 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time. And that's a high number for a third line forward. Why does J.G. Pajot have so, so much ice time? Well, it's because of the versatility that I mentioned just a minute ago. J.G. Pajot had four power play goals and three power play assists. He is a very good fit on the second power play unit, but he also kills penalties. He had a shorthanded goal and three helpers while the Islanders were down a man. So you could see he is very good in the face-off circle, winning 55.3% of his face-offs. He is... Able to kill penalties. He's sound defensively. He can pass the puck well, set up other people on the power play, and score on the power play himself. You're looking at a guy who does a little bit of everything and does it well. He's not, you know, an all-star in any of these categories, but he's very good at a lot of different things. He gives you some leadership in the locker room, and J.G. Pajot, uh, You know, he has gotten votes for the Selkie Trophy, none this year with the Islanders struggling as they did. But, you know, he is one of the better defensive forwards in the league, and he'll give you those quality minutes. Can step up to the second line if you need him, maybe even the first line in a pinch, and really is a solid contributor all the way through. Now, Pajot will turn 30 in November. But barring a very unforeseen development, you have to figure that J.G. Pajot is right back on the Islanders' third line as their center next season. Could he see perhaps a little less time on the power play depending on who the Islanders may acquire in a trade to get that goal scorer that we've been talking about so much this offseason? Maybe. But he's going to continue to take big face-offs. He's going to continue to kill penalties. He'll see time on the power play occasionally, even if it may be a little bit less than what he's been accustomed to so far. And again, in the locker room, Pajot is a leader. He's experienced. He has really, he gives you everything he's got over the course of a game. And 
isn't afraid to block shots, to be physical, to back check. He had 171 hits this year in 77 games. That's two and a half per game. Uh, not bad for someone who's not on the identity line, and that's a career high for J.G. Pajot. So, uh, got to figure you're going to see a lot more of J.G. Pajot. He's got a few years left on his contract. And for most Islander fans, you know what? That is just flat out good news. So, uh, J.G. Pajot, still a part of this team. Would I say he's part of the core? Well, when you say someone's part of the core, that means they're untradeable. I wouldn't go quite that far with Pajot. Uh, but at the same time, I think he's sort of that next category. Someone that, unless you get an offer that, you know, you really need to include Pajot to pull off a blockbuster trade, or someone offers you some kind of a deal that Lou Lamorello just can't refuse, I don't think they have any great desire to move Jean-Gabriel Pajot. So, uh, Pajot probably going to be back. And again, he was right near that 20-goal mark this year. He's certainly capable of putting up slightly better offensive numbers. But uh, overall, J.G. Pajot, maybe a little below expectations this year, but solid all the way around. And, and if I'm saying he didn't meet expectations, I'm kind of nitpicking a little bit because... You know, there are 31 other coaches in this league, and I think almost all of them would love to have a player like Pajot on their team. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast, our Islanders birthday of the day. One of the few NHL players born in South Korea. Let's see if you can guess who that is. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 46th birthday of former Islanders forward Richard Park. Park, born, as I said, in Seoul, South Korea, uh, back in 1976, drafted in the second round by the Pittsburgh Penguins, 50th overall back in 1994, played one game for the Penguins in that 94-95 season before becoming a regular in 95-96, went to the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, as they were known back then, uh, during the 96-97 season, and then to the Flyers for 98-99, played for the Wild and then the Canucks before joining the Islanders in 2006-2007, spent four seasons on the island before going back to the Penguins and closing out his pro career in Switzerland. But here's what you got with Richard Park. 
Park was a great third or fourth line forward. He played solid positional defense, didn't take very many penalties, was smart with the puck, could pass the puck, could kill penalties, could pinch in a little bit on uh, the second power play unit if you needed him to. But more than anything, Richard Park could shut down an opponent's, uh, you know, solid scoring line and check and be sound positionally while pitching in the odd goal and key clutch point. We're going to go back and look at uh, one of Richard Park's better games with the Islanders, but first for his career, 738 NHL games, 102 goals, 241 points, and 266 penalty minutes. He played in 40 Stanley Cup games, five of those with the Islanders, three goals, nine points, one of the assists coming with the Isles in 06-07. His best season with the Islanders statistically, 2008-2009, when he had 14 goals and 31 points. He had 32 points in 07-08, but 20 of those were assists. We're going to look at his one of his better games with the Isles. February 13, 2010, at the Nassau Coliseum, the Tampa Bay Lightning visiting uh, uh, Antero Nidamaki is the goalie for the Bolts, while Martin Biron is the Islanders' netminder. Islanders get on the board first. Blake Como scoring his seventh. Rob Shrimp with the assist at 7:31. Islanders up one to nothing. But the Tampa Bay Lightning tie at Steven Stamkos, his 34th from Martin St. Louis and Curtis Foster. That one coming at 11-14. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Then Mike London of Tampa Bay makes it 2-1, his second of the year from Steven Stamkos at 14-29. After 20 minutes, the Islanders are trailing 2-1. But in the second period, Doug Waite evens it up for the Islanders. Kyle Oposo, the only assist at 4-26, and we're tied 2-2. Nate Thompson gives the Tampa Bay Lightning the lead back at 3-2. The former Islander gets his second from Alex Tangay and Jeff Halpern at 12-27. Islanders down by a goal. But Kyle Oposo gets his 13th from John Tavares and Andy Sutton at 16-12. That ties the game up. And then Richard Park, our Islanders' birthday of the day, scores exactly one minute later. His fifth, Blake Como and Martin Biron with the assist. At 17-12, and at the end of two periods, the Islanders are up 4-3. to three. Steve Downey of the Lightning ties it back up two minutes and 57 seconds into the third period. His 14th of the year, Matthias Oland and Martin St. Louis with the assist. But the Islanders get the game winner with two minutes and 22 seconds left in regulation. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Richard Park, his second of the game, sixth of the year. Doug Wade and Matt Molson with the assist. Islanders hold on for a 5-4 win. Martin Biron, 38 saves in a game. The Islanders were outshot 42-33. Biron with 38 saves and an assist for Islanders' birthday of the day. Richard Park, two goals, a plus one. Five shots on goal, and yes, he had the game winner while playing 13 minutes and five seconds of ice time. So, 
Richard Park, the only Islander born in Seoul, South Korea. Uh, he is our Islander's birthday of the day. We wish him a happy 46th birthday and many, many happy more. Great Islander, Richard Park. Want to wish everyone a great weekend. We're going to keep an eye on Matthew Barzal and Team Canada in the World Championships as they head to the semifinals. And we will continue our player-by-player -player look at Islanders players on Monday when we take a look at the season that Zach Parise had. Want to wish everyone a, a great holiday weekend. Even though it is Memorial Day Monday, we will be back with a show. Have a great holiday weekend. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.